This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where personal spiritual growth is fueled through a variety of practices rather than a single prescriptive time of devotion, where we discuss different spiritual practices that help us be more present with God, others, and ourselves. Living on a prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's going on, practitioners? That was cute. (laughs) (laughs) So if you haven't figured it out, we're talking about prayer. Um, yeah, I think the, the title kind of gives that away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm feeling feisty. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly. It happens. I'm too tired for his nonsense today. Um, that also <laughs> happens. <laughs> um, but no, so we are talking about prayer, and we're just going to do like a general, um, what is prayer? Um, because we're moving into this new prayer practice series on here um and lots of these prayer practices are pretty cool um mm-hmm. i do lots of them uh, fairly regularly um but the one that i probably use the most i don't know about you but the one i probably use the most is the breath prayer interesting so maybe before we talk about types of prayer no we just need to talk about, i'm just saying like here's a little yeah nugget so yeah, I think so. I use the breath prayer a lot. I do, but I don't know that it's the one that I use most. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was a time in my life where I did, but what I'm more finding is prayer is a unique thing. And what I mean by that is, I used to hear a lot of the time, like, Oh, prayer is just you have a com- having a conversation with God, just like you would with your friend. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe so. Um, it could be. I used to hear a lot. It's like prayer is just the place where you heap your requests onto God. Uh, it That's could be. Could be. Maybe not the best way to pray. No. I used to hear a lot. Um, prayer is the place where you listen for the voice of God. Could be. Maybe so, but I feel like. I feel like I hear from the Lord lots of times when I'm not praying. Yeah, that's when I hear from him the most, actually. Now, I do feel like I, I hear from him when I when I pray, but yeah. I also think that that's not, maybe not the only time or even the majority of time when I hear from him. Yeah, I think actually for me, if I'm on my face looking for an answer and like begging him for an answer, that's most of the time where he's like, no, you, no. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to give you an answer when I want to. Yeah, kind of yeah, deal. yeah. Um, and so for me, the thing that I've come up with is I think that, and I've gotten this from the Psalms, if you've spent much time reading or studying the Psalms, you'll realize very quickly that they're prayers. And lots of times when I read the Psalms, they kind of make me go like, Dang. I can't believe that's recorded in scripture. Mm-hmm. I mean, David says some crap and I'm like, yo, really? Yeah. Um, Cause here's the deal. Prayer is the place where you can muster the courage that's required to be vulnerable with God for the things he already knows. Yeah. For me, that's what prayer is. Prayer is the place where if I truly believe that God is within me and knows me, to my truest and and deepest self, 
prayer is the place where I commit to trusting God enough to be vulnerable and say the things that he already knows I'm thinking. Yeah. And when you do that, there's something freeing about it. There's something liberating about that. Yeah. Um, when you can go to God and say, you know what, God, I'm pissed. Yeah. And I'm pissed at you. Mm-hmm. Um, because things are not going right. And I feel like I've lived my life for you and what you've asked me to do. And it ain't shaken out the way I thought it would. Mm-mm. And I'm pissed at you because I believe you to be powerful enough to fix this. And you're not. Yeah. That's why David can say, where are you, God? Yeah. Because it's like David has found a place to muster up enough courage to be vulnerable with the eternal, powerful God. And that's a scary place to be. When you think about God, I'm reading Ephesians right now in my quiet time. And Paul, for whatever reason, he chooses in Ephesians to talk about the power of God, the authority of which God holds. And he does it in such a way where it's... It's one of those things where it's black and white. You can't really deny it. Um, he says, and this, is, this is crazy, but he says, this is in Ephesians. Um, Careful. Yeah, sorry. This is in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 21. He's above all rule, authority, power, and dominion over every name invoked, over every title bestowed in this age and the next. God has placed all things beneath his feet and anointed him as the head over all things for his church. And there are three or four more passages like that in Ephesians that I've found so far. Paul is doing a great thing talking about the power of God. Yeah. And so when you think about God as being this powerful being, being this place of power and action and authority, it takes a lot of courage for you to come to a place where you can be so brutally vulnerable with God, where you just look at him, you look up to the heavens, and you say, God, I'm pissed, yeah. and I'm pissed at you. Because you're not doing what you promised to do. You're not holding your promises, or I don't see how you're holding your promises, or my life's going to hell in a handbasket because I'm choosing to follow you. Where are you, God? My enemies come upon me. This is Psalm 6. Where are you? How many times have you prayed that in your life? Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't count. Me either. Um. And there, there is always something that happens whenever I pray that. Um, I never feel condemned. Mm, yeah. I never feel God saying, how dare you question me? Nope. I hear that still small voice. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I've got you. I, I never hear when I say that, 
I never hear, I never feel like the Lord says, oh, ye of little faith. Mm-hmm. I never hear that. What I do experience is what seems to be recorded in the Psalms. The same thing when David goes through this. When you read the Psalms and you really read them, oh, gosh. David seems to be a man of immense trauma. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And he goes through these cycles of trauma, and he's like, God, where are you? But then as he prays, the pendulum seems to swing, and as he continues the psalm, he gets to a point where he says, but God, I will forever praise you. Yeah. Yeah. Because prayer is the place where our vulnerability comes to a head, where we say the things to God that we don't want to say. We know who God is, but yet in our emotions, we're overwhelmed by what we feel. Yeah. And the thing I want you to remember is like, God gave us emotions. Yeah. God himself is emotional. Clearly. If you've ever read the Old Testament, God is a God of emotion. Yeah. And so with having emotion... When we look at this and, and, and we feel this, God doesn't expect that your emotions are not going to affect you. No. Like God has every bit of anticipation that your emotions affect you. Mm-hmm. And so prayer is the place where we can come and be vulnerable with those, muster up the courage to be vulnerable. It's not easy to be vulnerable. No. I will tell you, I'm a very private person. Um. And as an Enneagram 3, I don't want to feel my emotions. Yeah. But yet prayer seems to be the only place that I feel 100% heard, that I feel 100% affirmed, and that I feel 100% safe being vulnerable. Yeah. No, I have to agree. Um, and there is something to the the feeling safe thing. Um because when you're praying, um, it's not like you're in a, in a support group, right? Right, um, Just spilling beans, right? right? If you really think about it, like we've been saying, you're telling God stuff that, he's ar- that he already knows. Yep. You might as well get it off your chest. Yeah. And that's a, whenever I'm going through like really tough things, yeah, that's how I end up praying most of the time. Mm. It's just like God, I've got this thing inside me. I'm thinking and feeling this thing. I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, but I know you do, right? Um, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad. I feel hurt. Mm. Um, I feel lost, right? And so, when you have to open up like that to other people. Like sometimes it is harder. Yeah. Um, you and I have a, a, a relationship that's kind of like that where we could just be completely open and honest for the most part. I know that's still hard for you, but like, um, yeah, it also, it, our relationship is multifaceted. Right. And so as brothers, I feel like I can share most things yeah. with you. But as your pastor and boss, I feel like there are some things that need to be kept separate. Right. Um, and so I have other categories of people where I can share those things with. Yeah. 
And but even still, the, the point that I was trying to make with that though is that it's not the same, right? It's not. Um, being able to go to God, this all-powerful being, um, and say, I'm pissed off. I just got fired. Yeah. Um, or I, I don't know, going through a horrible breakup or what have you. Um, and I'm hurt. I'm sad. I'm pissed off. Um, just to be able to tell God that, um, there's something, I don't know, man. It's just, it's kind of like euphoric at times. It, it is, and I think the reason that it's euphoric, I think the reason that it's liberating is because I promise you, if you do that, as hard as it is to think about being vulnerable at that capacity with the Lord, if you do it, you will be affirmed that God sees you, mm. that God hears you, and that God cares for you and understands what you're going through mm -hmm. we don't think about it a lot in the in these terms or in this way but as i go through really hard times i become more and more aware of the pain and suffering that god went through as israel at every turn continued to reject god yeah and god gets angry god gets pissed God is heartbroken. All the negative emotions that we feel, God has felt and continues to feel as we continue to reject him. And so prayer is the place where not only can we be vulnerable with God and it be a safe space, no. prayer is equally the place where God can say, yo, I get it. Mm. Like I've been there. I know what you're feeling. I hurt for you. Yeah. Like I know, I know this is hard to the deepest pit of my core. I know what you're going through. Yeah. Now there, we've talked a lot about the, the, how freeing prayer can be, but there's also something to prayer in the sense that, um, it can be used on behalf of justice. Mm. Um, you can take these things to God, these social issues, these these things that are happening to people that you know and love that just seem wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you can take those things to God and say, look, you are a God of justice. You are a God of love, but yet this thing happening, it's something that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, and you need to do your God thing, right? Like, yeah, um, for sure. That, that advocacy piece is that's there in prayer as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I think petitionary prayer at any level is a God thing. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't be shy about that. There are things in which God does and is capable of doing that we should ask for. I mean, Jesus yeah. says that some things only come through prayer and fasting. Yeah. There are some things that only come as we ask for them. Even though God's powerful enough to do them, 
God needs and wants us to be vulnerable with him. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I, I do think that exists. And so we're doing this kind of introductory to prayer to set up, um, yeah, like I'm sitting here trying to do the math, like 16 or so weeks oh, so on many. prayer because there's so many ways in which we can and should pray and they're valuable at a number of different turns. Yeah. So we have listening prayers, we have prayer walks, we have, um, you know, contemplative prayer, we have breath prayer, you know, we have so many types of prayer that are valuable. And I'll be honest, for a long time in my faith, prayer has been a weak point. Hmm. Um, it's been so, it's never been something that came natural to me. I've tried a number of different things. I've sought a number of different resources and how to pray better. It just never became something that was natural to me. But in the last three weeks, prayer has become one of my favorite things. Just as life changes, as things happen, prayer becomes central. And for me, prayer is the thing that keeps me grounded. Yeah. And I need all these different types of prayer in my arsenal, in my toolbox, to keep me praying. In the words of Paul, pray without ceasing. Now, does that mean you pray all day long? No. I think what Paul is really saying is don't let anything come between you and your desire to pray. Yeah. There's nothing that should take that desire, that that need for prayer away from you. That your call is to pray without ceasing. That that nothing will ever take away your need for prayer. Yeah. And I think for a long time that was gone for me. I didn't pray. I didn't, I don't want to say I didn't pray, but like it, it wasn't something that I thought was necessary. In the last few weeks, God's reminded me how necessary prayer is, yeah. that, that our faith is grounded and contained in prayer to the one who saved and sustains our faith. Yeah, for sure. Um, Prayer is um, probably the most useful thing that we have as Christians. Um, the ability to communicate with God. With God himself. With yeah. God himself is, it's massive. It's this another thing, this, this other thing that, yeah, we, we have the Bible, right? Yeah. And it's great. And it is... Um, God's word and it is authoritative and all those things. Yeah. Um, and yes, God reveals himself and communicates through it, but being able to communicate directly with God. Yeah. It is this other thing that shouldn't be slept on. No, um, it shouldn't. And and that's the other piece that I would say here, and maybe it deserves more justice, but for now, you can go listen to the pneumatology episode with Adam Cheney on mm-hmm. Pines and Perspectives. But prayer in the Old Testament is significantly different than prayer in the New Testament because prayer in the Old Testament, they were without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Prayer in the New Testament is different, that God himself is contained within us 
He knows us intimately at a new level. And so our prayers now are different. That God hears us and connects with us at another level. And so prayer is this unique two-way conduit because of the Holy Spirit where we can be vulnerable with God and God can be vulnerable with us, at which point our hearts are aligned to do the work of the kingdom of heaven.